is Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! Oh, a wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. When you come from Portsmouth and live in Portsmouth, you grow up wanting to play for Portsmouth. If I can lead the boys to success and lead the team out, that would be a real dream come true. Action and reaction. Such a massive club. I'm so, so happy to be a part of this, this journey and hopefully get this club to the next level and where it wants to be. Giving Pompey fans a voice. That's what makes this football club so special is the fans. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I'm an adopted one now. I love this football club. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. It was penalty shootout pain for Pompey in midweek. Peterborough now have the chance to go through. Long runner, Padger Boy scored in the first half. The chance to send Peterborough through, steps up and scores into the bottom corner and Portsmouth are out of the League Cup. The Blues exit the Carabao Cup at round two following defeat from the spot to Peterborough United following a one-all draw in normal time at Fratton Park. Next up, John Messino's side welcome for Posh once again, but this time it's League One football on the agenda. We'll catch up this evening with the Pompey head coach who talks us through where it all went wrong for his side on Tuesday night. I didn't think we pressed properly. I think we were five yards off some of the Peterborough players. And when we did win the ball back, I thought we were pretty safe with the way that we passed the ball and it was just completely different. And you're in for a treat. Tino Andurin, that is. The 21-year-old finally arrived on the South Coast yesterday following weeks of speculation. And before 7 o'clock, we'll hear his first impressions of the club. I absolutely love it already. I feel like, from what I've, I've experienced, I feel like it's a family. Yeah? I feel like everyone's just together and just want the best for each other. You can have your say too, Blues fans. Could Tino Andurin be the difference maker for Pompey this season? Does Christian Sadie deserve a starting spot for tomorrow's league game at Fratton? And what do you think the score will be? A very good evening to this Friday night edition. Settle down and welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to the latest edition of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Head on over to stagecoachbus.com for more information. Coming up tonight, myself and the latest two Blues fans I've managed to rope in into doing the show with me will be on hand to provide a reaction to Pompey's midweek Carabao Cup second round tie, preview the weekend's league action and also discuss the events of transfer deadline day. Clubs in England have just under five hours to wrap up any final deals with the window slamming shut at 11pm tonight. And of course we want to know how you're feeling back home too whether you've got a question, score prediction or just want to check in, we welcome it all. On the text 81400 is our number. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com include at expressfm within your tweets find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live or get in touch via the expressfm app where you can send us a type message or even a voice note getting you even more involved with the show there is just one thing we need to do however before we introduce anybody tonight and get this show on the road and that's to revisit the key events of Pompey's last game. John Messino's side welcomed Peterborough United Fratton Park on Tuesday night for the first of a double dosage of clashes with the posh this week. Carabao Cup was the competition being fought for in midweek and Andy Moon had the commentary for this game. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! 
Every second of the action is right here. Jason scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scores! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Portsmouth are in usual home colours. Going from left to right in the first hand, there might be 250 Peter fans. And our referee today, Charles Breakspear from Surrey, 25 cards uh, in five games. Guy, he is hardworking, dedicated, ambitious, and multi-skilled, according to his own LinkedIn profile. Let's hope him and the others that are helping him out are fit. Robertson trying to get away from his man, and he does. Danger for Peterborough here. Robertson's deflected shot, fumbled by Ali got him put it in, surely no! Lane can't believe he hasn't scored, and he's got hurt in trying to put that rebound in. It just looked like the ball was there. It's good goalkeeping, and Lane is hurt, and that is not a good sign. It's a corner kick. Right-footed corner to come in towards the far post. Header is somehow missed. Now it's going to be put in the net, and it is. And Peterborough have taken the lead. Delayed celebrations. I think it's Adeboye who's forced it home in the end. It's not good defending from Portsmouth. The first header, no idea how it didn't go in. Portsmouth didn't react. Third touch for Peterborough in the penalty area. And that's enough to put the ball in the net and Peterborough lead by a goal to nil. Lane coming into Peterborough's penalty area. What can Lane do here? Cross, right-footed. That's too close to the goal, if anything, and out of play for a throw. Ball chipped down the right-hand side from Raggett, picks out Lane. It's a good ball just outside the corner of the penalty area. Lane chips it into the middle. Sadie's going to chest it down using his strength. Short goal! There is Christian Sadie's goal. And it's a brilliant one when he came using that strength like we've seen so many times and a finish that catches out the goalkeeper and nestles into the back of the net. Portsmouth won, Peterborough won. Robertson battling and Pompey win it. Oh, definitely rush with a challenge in midfield. That's got to be a yellow card. Oh. It's a second yellow card and Charlie O'Connell is dismissed and he cannot have any... That, no. is as, that is as yellow a yellow card as you'll ever see. Stevenson to Paul and now Lane. 30 yards out on the right side. Lane trying to drive forward to the dead ball line, trying to get across and should be the goalkeeper. He's missed it. Kamara sticks a leg out. It's still loose in the area. Is that a penalty? No. Wow. Given a free kick to Peterborough. Is he saying Bishop's dived? Well, uh, there's contact. Morel brings it down. That is the final action. The full-time whistle has gone here. Portsmouth have come from behind to level this one. And there's a handshakes all round, but there is still a penalty shootout to take place to decide who will be going to round three. Up steps Colby Bishop, right-footed and scores, sending the goalkeeper the wrong way. Whistle goes. De Havilland, a three-step run-up against Schofield. Save! Schofield dives to his right and palms it away. The crowd rides to try and lift Abu Kamara. He'll come forward. Finn Tally makes himself big, Kamara steps up and puts it over the bar. Joe Morrell, hands on hips, edge of the penalty area, waits for the whistle, brings his runner and hits the post! Morrell has missed and Peterborough now have the chance to go through. Long run up, Adjaboy scored in the first half, the chance to send Peterborough through, steps up and scores into the bottom corner and Portsmouth are out of the League Cup. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars.
The highlights there of Pompey's one all draw Peterborough United in midweek and, of course, the subsequent penalty shootout defeat to the Posh in the Carabao Cup second round there then. And that was how the Blues exited this tournament this season. Defeat to League One rivals at PO4, a fixture which is, of course, repeated as soon as tomorrow. We'll come on to preview that one later on. But first, let's assess what happened in midweek. And I'm pleased to say, joining the panel this evening, we have Mr Sam Macy. Sam, welcome back, my friends. Uh, hello, Jake. You're right, mate. Hello. Uh, good to be on the show. Thank you very much for joining us, Sam. Um, midweek defeat, of course, uh, in the context of things after penalty shootout, Sam to Peterborough United. If we're being honest, as Pompey fans, it wasn't quite the priority this season, was it? No, I think it never is. Um, you know, you're only going to get so far until until you get a big boy, and and, and then you're probably going to end up out of the competition um, sooner rather than later. I mean, we want to win every competition, but it's just not realistic because a League One club. Um, it's probably more about the performance and getting legs in the minutes for the players who were sort of on the fringe of that first team, looking at the performance. Did many of them do it? Probably not. But I suppose playing against 10 men, it's always going to be hard, um, especially when you've not had many league minutes. So we take the positives and, and, and I say the league, the league's the, the priority this year for, for sure. Mm. The league, of course, the bread and butter. Uh, Peterborough United in the draw for the third round of the competition have been drawn away at Mansfield Town. However, Pompey fans, but it doesn't mean Pompey would have had Mansfield away. If you were to change it up alphabetically, if Pompey had beaten the Posh on Tuesday night, we would have had Sutton United at home in the third round of this competition. So either way, nothing really uh, missed for Blues fans there. Uh, Reese Harding makes up tonight's terrific trio. Reese, thanks for coming on to the show with us today, my friend. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, we, we finally got you on. It took us a couple of minutes, but uh, you're here nonetheless now, Reese. Uh, we've been talking about Tuesday's defeat to Peter and how it's not necessarily Pompey's priority this season. And as a Pompey fan, Reese, if you were handed on Monday evening, save the opportunity to win one of these games against Peterborough this week, it's the league one you want to take, isn't it? Of course. Um, it would have been great to go through to the next round of the Cup because you always have that opportunity to draw a Premier League team or whatever. Or you know, It's it's always nice to get into the next rounds. But at the same time, at the end of the season, it's more likely that we're going to be out of these Cup competitions. And these three points against Peterborough tomorrow are, are going to be so much more valuable when we get to the end of the season. So, fingers crossed... Um, it doesn't end like it did uh, on uh, on Tuesday night tomorrow, um, but obviously it's a completely different side, and it will be a, it will be a different game despite being the same team. But uh, yeah, the three points tomorrow are, are very valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we we I feel like we've been able to have a bit more of a laugh here on the football this season, which I I must admit has been very refreshing after six what nearly seven years in this division. <laughs> um, but on on Monday night we had um, we had we had a couple of guests on the show to to preview that game against Peterborough on Tuesday. Uh, we were joined alongside Barry Clements from the eighteen ninety eight blog, who well let's just say wasn't too. Um, concerned if Pompey, as they eventually were, knocked out of the Cup on Tuesday night. Get the fringe players in for, for the game that is less important. Whoever wins, fine, good for you. But, you know, Saturday is far, far more important for both sides. Fine. Good for you, Peterborough. Take your win. Well done. 
Well done. Uh, we laugh, Sam, because out of context, that clip sounds very bitter. But in actual fact, if you were to present the scenarios I've just asked Reese Fair, whereby you lose one of this week's fixtures against Bosch, you'd rather it be the Carabao Cup tie. Focus now is on the league for tomorrow afternoon, Sam. Do you think that maybe, albeit both sides were heavily changed in midweek, but John Messina will take some learnings from that game and transfer that over into this weekend's match? Yeah, 100%, I think. It's going to be two very different teams which play each other tomorrow night, but I think systematically that's how both teams are probably likely to set up. I think you, you sort of play the same formation, it's just the, the personnel which is slightly different. So it's a good chance to see what Peterborough want to do, sort of potentially if we're 1-0 down or, or we're chasing the game, what what changes to make. And then equally, if we're winning the game, what changes to make? Because you, you've sort of had the dress rehearsal and now it's sort of the, 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 sort of the main show. So hopefully we've, we've learned how they're playing, what they want to do, and we can get on the front foot and, and use that to our advantage. I think, mm. in terms of in terms of the system, look yeah. look 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 for for points of weakness and, and and look to exploit that. But yeah, hopefully now we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take the positives from Tuesday and we can attack them properly. But I, I think we're gonna be sick of the sight of Peterborough by by the end of this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So um, when when you do throw it back to Tuesday night's game, Reese, and you look at Pompey's starting eleven: Ryan Schofield and goal, uh, Zach Swanson at right back, Sean Raggett, Riley Taylor, Jack Sparks lining up in defence. We had Ben Stevenson, Terry Devlin, Paddy Lane, Alex Robertson, Kobe Motto, and Christian Sadie as the starting eleven. Let's first talk about Zach Swanson, of course. That was a change that maybe we expected to happen um, to, to add that bit of rotation that John Bacino likes to include within these cup and trophy competitions. But, of course, with the suspension of Joe Rafferty for three matches, that was the first of those three matches served in, on, on Tuesday night. But how did you think Zach Swanson really took on that role? Did, do you think that he took advantage of it? Do you think that he excelled in Rafferty's absence? And are you confident that maybe tomorrow against Peterborough in the league, Zach Swanson is the man to, to continue to play in that position? Um, I, I think that um, out of all the players that could have got a red card, we were sort of lucky that it was the one where actually we have two very good players playing in that position. Mm. Um, so I, I highly rate Zach Swanson, and um, and it's it's a different scenario. Um, on Tuesday, of course, it was a good strength side. But it wasn't particularly a side that play with each other, you know, week in, week out. Mm. And so there was always going to be, it, it wasn't just going to be a walk in the park, I don't think. But at the same time, I think uh, Zach Swanson has his, you know, qualities that he brings to the, uh, to the team always. But I think it will be a much uh, more solid performance, mm. I say, on uh, Saturday because... I think there's a certain level of familiar familiarity with the yeah. team. Um, and that's not me saying that he played badly or played well. I just think that tomorrow we're gonna it's gonna be much more comfortable for him and a lot of the other players just because there's I think just Tuesday it, it wasn't like it was uh, I don't know it wasn't it wasn't like it was nine players that play week in week out with two changes. It was more like it was a couple of players that play week in, week out with mm. a lot of changes, if you know what I mean. So it was just a bit more, uh, I think tomorrow will just be a bit more comfortable, but he's he's always very, very solid for us. So, yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, let's hear now from the man who picks the side then, John Messino. Uh, he was poached by Max Swatton after the game at PO4 in midweek to talk through the key moments in the Carabao Cup tie with Peterborough. Well, John, a really strong start to the game in the first half. Lost a bit of momentum after their goal. Was that partly what you put the defeat down to? Yeah, I think that the first 15 minutes we were, we were pretty good. We had a really good chance to, uh, to go 1 0 up. I think with, with Paddy's chance, we got injured at the back post. And, and after that, I, I thought we were, we were pretty poor actually for, for the last half an hour of the, the first half. Uh, especially after the goal went in, I thought we, we sunk into ourselves. We weren't aggressive enough in, in the way that we pressed. Um, we weren't positive in, in terms of the way that we, we played and, and tried to pass forward. And uh, it took us to you know, come in and have a couple of stone words at half time for us to really react. And, and second half, it was just a completely different game. Uh, we, we still should have won the game I think in, in 90 minutes and, and obviously had the penalty to, to win it but yeah, un- unfortunately we cost ourselves by going a goal down in the first half. Picked it right up in the second half, got the goal soon after you said about the stern words there, what was your message to the players in the dressing room? Just to be more aggressive, if we're going to go wrong, make sure we go wrong being aggressive, no problem with, with um, anything, that we, anything that we do as long as we're, on, we're front footed, I didn't think we pressed properly, I think we were five yards off some of the Peterborough players and when we did win the ball back I thought we were pretty safe with the way that we we passed the ball and it was just completely different uh, just a change in attitude and um, a couple of tactical tweaks that we made at half time but I thought overall just a change in attitude and, and the way that we wanted to get on the front foot and make it really difficult for Peterborough we just let them off in the first half they went down to 10 men in the second half didn't manage to get that winning goal so what else do you think there is maybe to improve on Honestly, I think overall, apart from that, the, the, the first half, it's, it's just our sort of composure and finishing in front of goal. I thought we created plenty. I thought we looked like an attacking threat. I thought we moved the ball pretty well in the second half. It's always tough against 10 men. And yeah, we just didn't put the ball in the back of the net. We, we, we know that we need to improve on that. Um, creating chances is the, is the big thing for us. We want to make sure that we do that. And we did that tonight. We just need to show a bit more composure in front of goal. There's a much changed 11, 10 changes from Saturday. What was the thinking behind the selection? The majority of those lads that played tonight, I think there were a couple of changes. They were the ones that got us into the second round of the League Cup, and you know they deserve to be there. I thought, I think overall, the lads that haven't started the majority of the league games have been really good and really consistent, and, and they showed a lot of promise. And um, you know, I thought that we put a strong enough side out to, to win the game. And uh, you know, there were a few really good performances in there that uh, you know, certainly have sort of affected team selection going forward. So I think it was really good for a number of things to get them another game. Um, 90 minutes in the tank for quite a few players. Like the competitive nature you, you can't beat um, and yeah you know a really good opportunity for them to, to put the side in there or put the club in the third round and, and yeah unfortunately we didn't get there on to Saturday what can you take from tonight's game uh, there's, there's plenty we'll have to sort of pick the bones out of it in, in terms of our own performances I think in terms of the, the side that Peterborough played and, and their performance I, I don't think there's a huge amount that we'll see that is uh, consistent with the weekend because I think they will probably make 11 changes come Saturday and uh, possibly play a different shape as well um, played a different shape than we expected in the first half so I think the things that we can take out of the game are mostly on our side John Bassino there catching up with Max Swatton shortly after the full-time whistle on Tuesday night Sam uh, a defeat, of course, on penalties in midweek, but ultimately in 90 minutes, it was another stalemate for Pompey. 16 league games unbeaten, which is a new club record. Add that onto it, and, and of course, you've got um, the, the trophy stalemate with Fulham under-21s in midweek uh, last week as well. Pompey are drawing a lot of games. Is this something that you personally are concerned about heading into the sort of really busy September period, or are you actually on the side of the fence that, no, actually, no, Pompey are really difficult to be and you'd rather you know that side of things as opposed to sort of hashing out and rushing through victories now i think it's it's sort of 
all, all based off perspective and, and sort of there's areas of our game which are good and there's some areas of our games which aren't as good. I think it, it, in terms of going forward, it looks very similar to sort of how it how it did under Danny Cowley, Kenny Jacket, where you've got that focal point up front under Jacket, it was Marquis and then a little bit under Cowley as well before Bishop came in and they, they look isolated and, and you've got to get runners and players in and around the box to sort of be, be sort of creative and, and give them the service. I think it's amazing that Bishop scored as many goals as he did last season with the lack of service and that sort of translated into this season and that's sort of the biggest negative. I think the wingers have got to be doing more and hopefully, regardless of who plays tomorrow, if that's uh, Tino Andrian or, or Robertson, who someone's got to get in and around Colby and sort of provide that that um, that attacking force. But defensively, we've, we've been brilliant and we're, we're really tough to beat. I think in the league, we haven't conceded since, uh, since what, the, the, the first half against Bristol Rovers. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's really good defensively um, and we're a tough side to beat but it's just going forward we just need to find that a little bit more so it's sort of the way you look at it glass half full glass half empty I think for me I'd like to see us do more going forward but defensively you can't have any complaints mm, sure right we'll have a bit more reaction from Tuesday night to come very shortly when the football hour returns and we'll also move on to talk about today's transfer deadline for Blues summer dealings and John Bacino's latest recruitment Tino Andrin has been speaking about his decision to join Pompey and what exactly sold the move to him don't need to sell Portsmouth Portsmouth is a massive club in itself and obviously Fratton Park is such an establishment already and the fans there wasn't really much to sell but what I would say was uh, just knowing John and knowing them and then how much they knew me and knew where I was in my career helped me out a lot. To hear the full extent of that interview with Portsmouth's 14th and potentially final summer signing, stick around for part two of tonight's show coming right your way in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to the latest instalment of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. With you twice a week, every week, typically on a Monday and Friday night from six o'clock, though days subject to change in accordance to Pompey fixtures. For any changes to the schedule, we'll let you know in advance on air, or you can visit expressfm.com forward slash programmes. And we're proud to say that the show is once again brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. On the schedule tonight, we've got four hours of floor fillers to come right after we finish here at 7 before the Express Hits remix show carries you over from 11 through to the early hours of Saturday morning. But still to come before then, more Pompey discussion with myself, Jake Smith, and our two guests for this evening's show, Sam Macy and Reese Harding. Very soon we'll be coming on to preview tomorrow's league visit of Peterborough United Fratton Park and we also want to hear your thoughts, questions and score predictions too. As always, 81400 is our text number. Make Express your first word. There's email, Sport at expressfm.com is where to send those. Find us on social media at expressfm on Twitter and on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Otherwise, download the all new ExpressFM app and get in touch with us through there. 
First, though, let's hear, let's hear from new signing Tino Anjorin, who joined the Blues on a season-long loan deal from Chelsea on Thursday morning. He's been speaking to the club's media team about how it felt after weeks of speculation to finally get the deal over the line. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been welcomed by such lovely people already. Just excited to, to get the deal done and here I am now, ready. What are the main reasons sort of in, your, in the decision to join Pompey? Uh, the people and the staff and the programme that they would have for me and to develop me as a young player and also the aspirations they have for the club as well and where they want to be is something that I want to do and we're both on a development back to get into where they want to be and I'm on that same page, on that same page so I feel like it's good to be on the same level as the same club and work together and build something so it'd be special. You've obviously mentioned the people there. You would have spoken to John and, and Rich and John Harley as well, who you know from yeah, your, your time at Chelsea. How did they sell the club to you? They well, obviously, they don't need to sell Portsmouth. Portsmouth is a massive club in itself, and obviously, Fratton Park such a such an establishment already. And the fans, there wasn't really much to sell. But what I would say was that just knowing John and knowing them, and then how much they knew me and knew where I was in my career helped me out a lot. They helped me out a really, yeah, a lot. Now, you've had a look around the training ground. You've mentioned Fratton Park there. You had a look round. What do you make of the setup here? Yeah, really good, really good. Absolutely love it already. I feel like, from what I've, I've experienced, I feel like it's a family here. Yeah? I feel like everyone's just together and just want the best for each other. So that's something I just wanted to come into, which I really liked, yeah. You touched on it slightly there. How much are you looking forward to sort of immersing yourself in and amongst the current group and getting to know all the new lads? Yeah, I'm really excited. It's a new chapter in my life that I'm really excited for. And like I said, it's about where I'm at right now. It's about developing, and I feel like this is going to be like the, the start of something new, in a new chapter of my life, so I'm just really excited. Now, let's talk about you as a player. You're joining on loan from Chelsea. You've been there for a long time. How have you found it there? Uh, Chelsea? Um, yeah, it's obviously it's really good. I can't, can't really complain. It's Chelsea, the facilities, the people, everything's just going to be top tier. But, but yeah, no, no, it's really good, really good. So just meeting a, the different people, like, yeah, I reckon if I wasn't at Chelsea, I wouldn't have had John calling me so much to come and talk to me about Portsmouth. So I might not even be here if I wasn't at Chelsea, if it wasn't for John. But just, yeah, just meeting people, like, get the managers learning off them, learning off the, the senior players. It's been brilliant, helped me a lot so far. Now, let's take you back to March 2020 against Everton. You made your Premier League debut for Chelsea. Yeah. How did it feel in that moment when you were told you, you were going to come on? I was just ready. I think, I think I was so deep into the zone where I just didn't think about anything else. The nerves just didn't hit me. I was just in the zone ready. Then after, it was like, oh, wow, I just made my Premier League debut. And then getting the ball was just like the cherry on top after just be able to keep the ball from where you played. And let's talk about the Champions League as well. That must have been quite some campaign for you. That finished, one, yeah. finished with a winner's medal as well. How was that for an experience? That one was definitely crazy. That one, when the Champions League anthem going off, when I was in that lineup, in the starting lineup, just listening to it, standing there, that, that, that was incredible. But the journey to see that, because I'd always, I'd always only imagined and dreamed of a Champions League journey but I was there and experiencing what they were experiencing as well. And it was just crazy to see it all unfold in front of me. See, I literally saw a Champions League win inside the whole season and how they were day in, day out in the training ground, on the pitch, off the pitch. 
So yeah, it, it was really good a learning experience and it, it's given me something more fire to be like, I want to get to that level again. And we were just talking off camera about you sort of being the man that was left out of the squad but still yeah. got to experience the day of the yeah. Champions League final. How was it from that perspective? I mean, you do really want to be like, I want to be on the pitch. I'd rather have been playing, but obviously it was a really good experience to go see it all. And like I said, I've now seen that you can do it and it is done to win the Champions League. It's not just a dream, it's possible. So it just gives you that more fire and desire to actually go and achieve it. So for a 21-year-old, you've had quite some experience and you've come up through the England youth ranks as well. What do you learn whilst you're away on to all those various camps? Um, well, that's your first experience of being at, well, for me personally, it was my first experience of being at a different club and having a different setup to what Chelsea was. So it's more learning a different philosophy and learning a different way of playing and understanding it. and also meeting new people from across the country because you wouldn't really do that when you're younger. So, so yeah, it was just a good uh, integrate of everyone. And now you're here at Pompey, what are you hoping to achieve this season, both personally and, and as a team as well? Okay, personally, I want to achieve playing full games, nine minutes, back-to-back -back games, just being on the pitch regularly, playing football, just playing what I love. But what I want to do for the team is I want to get Pompey to where they belong. I want to, be, I want to help them start to get back to the Premier League. That's what I want. For those fans that haven't seen you play, what are some of your best positions on the pitch? Number eight, in that number eight role, or a little bit more advanced, where it's like, I like to call it an eight and a half, where it's not a full out 10, but I'm not a full out attacker. Um, I can still be midfield and still drop deep, control it, but then also get high and be more advanced and be more creative. And just talk us through some of your best attributes as well. Power, technical ability, Finishing, speed, strength. Brilliant. And just finally, have you got a message for the fans before they see you play at Fratton Park? I've heard a lot of good things about the fans and I look forward to seeing them at Fratton Park. There we go then, Tino Angerin arriving at Pompey on a season-long loan from Premier League outfit Chelsea. Um, Reese Harding, Sam Macy alongside us on the Football Hour this evening. Um, Reese, the signing of Tino Angerin, something that has been reported for a number of weeks now. Um, it's, it's been sort of reported this week since his arrival by John Messino, speaking to the club's media representatives um, on Thursday morning that with the arrival of Alex Robertson not too long beforehand from Manchester City, that looked really to put the Tino Angerin deal um, really on the back burner. Um, it wasn't really until Cassini Yengi's injury um, that have maybe forced the hands of the club to, to go out there and reinvigorate their interest in the Chelsea youngster. Um, so, look, we, we, we obviously don't want Cassini Yengi to be injured, but do you see this maybe as a blessing in disguise to get such a quality player in at the club? Definitely, um, definitely. It's it's one of these situations where you were, well, I certainly was, a bit gutted, you know, when you hear all the other rumours that he could be going elsewhere and you know that he's a he's going to be a good, um, good quality player because of the time he spent um, with Chelsea, the the experience that he's had at such a, uh, a young age as well i mean he's he's been through he's been through so much and and it would be uh, a massive um addition to the team um 
but at the same time, uh, this whole time, I thought the deal was over, um, and he, he's he's sort of come back and 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 I can't believe it's gone through. And I'm I'm excited to see um, what he's like, and I'm excited to see how he plays with um, the other members of the team as well, yeah. because I think him and Alex Robertson as well, like you say, they're two very they're young, exciting um, footballers who we got to get the most out of. I think previously, when you look at some of the loans that we've had from the Premier League, um, when you look at Miguel Aziz, when you look at Dane Scarlett, things like that, um, I just don't think it's always worked out um, 100% of the time. And actually, we need to just get the best out of these players while we've got them. Because realistically... Um, they're at Chelsea or Man City or wherever for a reason and they do possess good qualities and I'm just excited to see what he's capable of and uh, and how he'll fit in the team so yeah I'm very happy Absolutely and a big key thing as well to this uh, arrival of Tina Andrew and Sam is that um, a, a big thing that Pompey were maybe um, not not too sure on with this deal was whether or not it would be a half a season loan or a full season loan due to of course the quality but he's got maybe Chelsea not willing to necessarily give the full season to Pompey if he, if he has a good first start to the campaign maybe then gets loaned out to a championship side but uh, another really important bit of business in regards to this deal in particular, Sam, is the fact that John Messina John and Richard Hughes have been able to secure him for the entire season, um, which is fantastic. We know we haven't really got to worry too much in January about him being recalled, and or not recalled, but just having the loan deal ended just like that. So we, we as Pompey fans have been stung a few times with sort of players getting recalled in January. Um, and it's sort of quite nice that we've managed to sort of get, get around that this time, I think. Not going to name any names, but a certain midfielder we had on loan from Millwall obviously went in January and sort of derailed the whole season. Um, it's just good that we sort of we've got that sort of um, sort of that tied down. I think everyone sort of, as I did, looked at the deal and as soon as they saw from Chelsea from Chelsea side that it was a full season, it's sort of that big relief. Um, and now you know what you're going into, and you, you don't need to fill the loan slots again in January. I think last season, obviously, when we lost Josh Griffiths, obviously a lot of Pompey fans weren't too keen on him, but. It sort of derailed the whole derailed the whole side, and having Josh or Amy chucked in the deep end sort of made January so much harder than it that it needed to be until we got Matt Macy in. So yeah, it's nice to know that we're going to have that solid uh, that solid foundation for the whole season, and we don't need to worry in January. Yeah, Dave Byrne on the emails has got in touch. Uh, says hi, Jake. I know it's still early in the season, and we are a new team. The Tuesday side was short of being our strongest. However, we played a team that were a far weaker version of themselves than we were, and once again we struggled. We don't create the number of chances, but the best team in any division tend to do when they are on a promotion mission. And even if or when we do. We aren't anywhere near clinical enough to make the difference that is needed to put games to bed. At the moment, I'm far more convinced that we can even be a top eight side in this division this season. What has happened to the high press and high tempo? I just don't see it. Maybe we are asking and expecting too much of players at this level. If not, why isn't this happening? All I can do is hope that things improve radically and I can be proved wrong. Play up Pompey, says Dave on the emails there. And just sort of slightly drifting away from our conversation there about Tino Andrew and, and, and some of transfer deals recently. 
Grace uh, a point mentioned within that and, and one I certainly do agree with was but we don't look anywhere near as clinical enough as, as other sides to really make the difference to put games to bed and ultimately this season despite being the only League One seed side to be unbeaten so far this campaign we're just outside of the playoff positions we haven't lost a game we've only conceded one goal as Sam mentioned earlier in the show that was in the first half of the game against Bristol Rovers on the opening day regardless of all of that going forward Pompey look perhaps a little bit worse for the wear than some of their other opponents do such as Peterborough United who come to Fratton Park tomorrow with a whole host of attacking options do you think that maybe this weekend there Reese that Christian Sadie deserves an op- you know the opportunity to start up front for Pompey I mean a hundred percent for me I mean Sadie's just he, I think he looks very very good his hold-up play and his ability to pick out um certain passes and and whatever and he's he's just such a presence um and obviously it was, it was a decent finish as well um at, on tuesday night and and i feel like i i feel like a player like him will thrive off a game where it it's perhaps just a bit more open um i feel like part of our issues at the moment or part of but from my from my opinion I, I i think it's really hard to judge what any teams like at the moment or, or what we're like really because how many teams have come to Fratton park and they've and they've really put us under the cosh how many mm. you know teams have looked like properly um threatening us uh, in front of goal and 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 that's the thing. Maybe that's why our defensive record's so good, and that's why Peterborough and and Derby and Barnsley coming up and Wigan. That's these are going to be massive tests because all of a sudden these games. I think we've had at Fratton Park or, or wherever recently. I think quite a few teams have set up a bit a bit more defensively. I think we mm-hmm. found it really hard to break them down. Um, and you know Exeter, Bristol Rovers. I think you know. I don't think they are. They they didn't go on massive attacks against us, but again, I, I just don't think we've really seen a team come up against us at the moment and push us and and really um, and really try again try against us. Um, and I, I just think that we've got quite a few big fixtures coming up, and I think it'll be interesting to see with the games. I think they'll open up, and I think players like Sadie and perhaps players like Robertson as well. I think they will just be a lot more involved uh, in, a, in, a, in a good way. And yeah. uh, and I, I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard to tell because you, you look at a team like Charlton who haven't started the season too great and I thought they'd come out of the blocks. Um, and, but then you look at a team like Stevenage who did start quite well. We get a nil-nil against them. It's, like, it's, it's hard to judge, but I, I really hope that against the team like Peterborough tomorrow, I feel like the game will be more open and I'm hoping that more players attacking wise will get more chances. And I hope uh, that's what I hope. Yeah. Uh, Let's go through the summer business for Pompey then. It all started back at the end of last season, the 12th of May, um, and the the, the release of the retained list at Fratton Park. And the following players had 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 their contracts expired at the end of July. Clark Robertson, Ryan Tunnicliffe, Kieran Freeman, Jaden Reid, Louis Thompson, Michael Jacobs, Dan Gifford and Alfie Bridgman all departing PO4. Jay Mingy and Ronan Curtis were offered new contracts. Both turned them down. Jay Mingy 
Ricky today um, has signed for Colchester United. Make of that what you will. Renan Curtis, of course, still uh, in and around the football club and around the city, still utilising the gym facilities at Fratton Park, at well, the Pompey Training Ground, and, and being welcomed by the team to still be involved in that sort of day-to-day aspect of being a footballer. So it's fantastic to see Ronan Curtis going through the therapy and the, the sort of recovery from his horrific injury towards the back end of last season, still at the club, but of course not actually putting pen to paper on a deal to remain as a Portsmouth player. Going through some of the, or all of the signings from across the window, then Will Norris was signing number one, the goalkeeper. Connor Shocknessy was joined alongside Christian Sadie, Terry Devlin, number four, Anthony Scully, Ben Stevenson and Jack Sparks were five, six and seven. Gavin White, Cassini Yengi, Regan Paul and Abu Kamara, with Kamara being the first of the loanees to join John Messino's side this season. The Blues then recruited goalkeeper Ryan Schofield before then, of course, turning to Alex Robertson from Manchester City on a loan deal until the end of the campaign. And then since then, a bit quiet over the last couple of weeks until yesterday morning when Tino Angerin finally put pen to paper on a season-long loan deal from Chelsea. Pompey battling off reported interest from the likes of Reading, Derby County and FC Volendam over in the Netherlands. So that is Pompey's 14 signings this season. One departure, uh, Rico Hackett making the switch to Lincoln City right at the start of the transfer window. And uh, in regards to what could potentially happen between now and 11 o'clock as we are here on deadline day, well, I'm afraid to say I don't think it's going to be that much of an interesting one from a Blues perspective. Of course, one of the most reliable sources, if not the most reliable source, our good friend and colleague Andy Moon from BBC Radio Solent reporting that this is going to be a very quiet day for John Messina no side and any real incomings or outgoings is likely to be if anything uh, involving Denver Hume who of course has been interested or gaining interest from League One and two clubs been a bit of a forgotten man at PO4 since the arrival of John Messino and looking to seal an exit away from Fratton Park so if there is any news this evening it is likely to be that of a departure of Denver Hume um, Sam talking about all of those incomings and the, the couple of outgoings and players leaving at the end of their contract contracts last season. A lot of these deals were tied up very early. Tino Andrew and of course coming in yesterday, Alex Robertson um, just over a fortnight ago before the trip to Forest Green Rovers and the Carabao Cup. Pompey have got their business done early. So yes, it makes for a bit of a, a boring transfer deadline day, but actually it's it's sensible business to get this done early, is it not? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think um I think it's 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 been I think me and you've spoken over the years, Jake, about how we want to get business done early, and, and and the fact that we've actually done that for once has, has, has been has been brilliant. I think we spoke at the end of last season that we didn't want to sort of be starting the season with, with half a squad when when, when the retain list came out, um, and I think that's a credit to Richard Hughes that he he's actually managed to pinpoint the areas which he thinks we've needed early, and it, and it shows that it has been worked on since February. I think we, we we've, we're going to have to give some of the uh, we're going to have to give some of the guys a bit of time, but it's it's, it's really really good to see that. The, the the business has been done. I think it's pretty much a brand new squad, but but here we are. Hopefully, hopefully we can kick on. And if it's not this season, then it's next season. And mm. and thankfully they're all they're all permanent as well. And 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 you sort of added players like Robertson, like Tino Andrew to complement the rest of the squad. Yeah, let's go through a couple of deadline day deals that have happened in League One uh, today. Then um, one, of course, being Jay Mingy, the free agent. So he, of course, could have signed for any club after today's deadline being a free agent. But he has signed for Colchester United in League Two. Um, for Oxford United, they have signed winger Kyle 
Edwards on loan from Ipswich Town for the season, a player that uh, many Pompey fans wanted here at Fratton Park. That's not to be. He's joined Oxford United, who currently sit top of the League One table. Forward John Kamani Gordon has signed a short-term loan deal from Crystal Palace to Cambridge United. And fullback Tanai Watson has become Charlton Athletic's eighth summer signing, signing on a two-year permanent deal from Milton Keynes and elsewhere in the last 24 hours. A bit of business, but will pique the interest of Blues fans out there. Dane Scarlett, you'll remember him from his time on loan at Pompey last season from Tottenham Hotspur. He has joined Ipswich Town of the Championship on loan until the end of the campaign. Any more deadline day news? I would advise following Mr Andrew Moon on Twitter. You can, of course, follow us at ExpressFM, myself, Jake Pompey-Smith, on Twitter for anything that happens over the course of the next four hours and 15 minutes here at Fratton Park. But, as Andy Moon would say... Our advice would be to get an early night tonight. Don't think much is going to happen. Right, in the third and final part of this evening's show, we'll be rounding off tonight's conversation. We'll be gathering these uh, score predictions and final thoughts of both Sam and Reese, and we'll be taking a bit more of a closer look into Peterborough United this weekend's opponents. So stay right where you are and join us for the conclusion of this evening's show. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. The world is your oyster. With many bus routes offering services late into the evening, from 7pm every day you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South. So whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, on a late shift or just enjoying late night bus rides, visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along for the third and final time this evening to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app right now from the Apple app or Google Play Store to view latest timetable updates and locate your nearest bus stop in your area as well. You can visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide in your area. Right, Peterborough United are the opponents for Pompey in match day number six of the 2023-2024 League One campaign. Now, the Blues only played them three days ago, so you should already know a little bit about Darren Ferguson's side. But just in case you don't, or just in case you didn't catch the midweek action at Fratton Park, here's a bit more on Peterborough United. After the midweek penalty shootout defeat in the Carabao Cup to the same opponent, Pompey are preparing to take on Peterborough United. This time it's League One football on the agenda. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Abu Kamara and Joe Morrell were unable to convert from the spot on Tuesday night as the Blues were knocked out of the Carabao Cup by Peterborough United. As only a couple of days have passed, we already know plenty about this weekend's opponents. Let's refresh our memories anyway. Manager. 51-year-old Darren Ferguson is at the helm for what is his fourth stint as manager of the club. As a player, Ferguson was managed at Manchester United by his father, Sir Alex Ferguson. He won a Premier League title and the FA Charity Shield before spending most of his playing career at Wolverhampton Wanderers and Wrexham in the lower divisions. The Scotsman's first managerial appointment was as player-manager of Peterborough United in January 2007, when the club were in League Two. 
after two successive promotions and guiding the club to the second tier of English football for the first time in 17 years, Ferguson was relieved of his duties in November 2009 with a posh at the foot of the championship. He moved on to manage Preston North End before returning to London Road in 2011, where he took the club to win promotion to the championship again. Ferguson was appointed manager of League One side Doncaster Rovers in 2015 before being reappointed for the third time to manage Peterborough. He again took the side to the championship. After resigning in 2022, Ferguson returned for the fourth stint as manager of the contract until the end of last season, with the club sitting eighth in League One. After losing on penalties in playoffs against Sheffield Wednesday at the end of the last campaign, Ferguson signed a new three-year contract. One to watch. Our one to watch is midfielder Archie Collins, who wears the number 27 shirt. Collins began his career with Exeter City, turning professional in April 2017. He joined Western Supermare on loan in 2017 and made eight league appearances, scoring one goal, before joining Dorchester Town on loan in December of the same year, where he then went on to score two goals in 14 league appearances. After making his debut for Exeter City in 2017 in the Football League Cup, Collins had plenty of clubs chasing his signature in the summer of this year and despite offers from the Championship, he committed his future to Peterborough United by signing a three-year contract. Collins is an all-action central midfield player who has been described as a versatile player who can play up front as well. Just behind the striker too, wide right, wide left or in central midfield. Top scorer. Peterborough actually have two top goal scorers so far this campaign. Hector Kiprianu and Kwame Poku have both scored two league goals and three goals in cup matches. Kiprianu joined Peterborough in the summer of 2022 for an undisclosed fee on a three-year contract. He scored his first Football League goal and his first for Peterborough in a 3-0 win against Morecambe. Poku signed a four-year contract in August of 2021 after moving on from his previous side, Colchester United. He scored his first goal this season against Barnsley to secure a 3-1 win in the 85th minute. Current form. The Posh currently sit in 10th on the table after winning their opening game against Reading 1-0 away from home before taking on Charlton on home soil, where the game also ended in a 1-0 victory. They then got their third win in a row when they beat Barnsley 3-1 on a Tuesday night. Peterborough found themselves winning on penalties 4-1 in the Carabao Cup first round after drawing 1-0 to League 2 outfit Swindon Town. Peterborough suffered their first defeat this season when they lost 1-0 to recently promoted side Northampton Town in the 90th minute, with that losing streak continuing with a 4-2 defeat against Derby County last weekend. Last time out, Peterborough were victorious on penalties over Pompey following a one-all draw in the second round of the Carabao Cup on Tuesday night. Can the Blues exact their revenge on the posh by claiming three vital league points? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. There we go, then, a refresher of this weekend's opponents, Peterborough United, of course, who Pompey played in midweek in the Carabao Cup. Um, Rhys Harding and Sam Macy alongside me for the remainder of tonight's show, just over six minutes to go until Express Floor Fillers at seven. Sam, Peterborough United, a very difficult opponent. Pompey, of course, we mentioned it throughout tonight's show, unbeaten in the league so far this season, conceded just one goal, and, of course, just outside of those playoff places. Will this, in your opinion, be John Messino's toughest test yet? This is the biggest game of the season so far. I think the, on, on paper, the, the Bristol Rovers game was probably the toughest test thus far, but I think if, if Peterborough, I think I think a big thing for me is if they get rid of Johnson Clark-Harris uh, in, the final, in the final hours of the window. I think he's been linked to Bristol Rovers, but I don't know mm-hmm. if that deal looks like it's going to be done now. I think 
if you've got a front three of uh, Kwame Poku, Mason Clark, and then Clark Harris, that's going to cause anyone issues, no matter how good our defence has been so far this season. Um, I think they're good defensively as well. They, they, they've had some tough games to start the season. Um, and I think we really do need to get bodies in around Bishop if we're going to do anything. Um, yeah. if, if we score first, I think that that's going to settle the nerves. But it's, it's going to be really tough if they score first because we know how difficult it is when a team sits in a fan, I think. Cheltenham sort of gave the blueprint of, of what to do if you come to Fran for a point or a one 0 win, and I think if we if we can kick on, then there's there's a very good chance we can win. But it's, it all hinges on the first goal for me. Yeah, and just really quickly, um, Reese Tito Anderson arrived on loan yesterday from Chelsea. Big big player, and many tipping him um, to be you know one one for the future and one to look out for and potentially. Uh, better than League One, even at his current stage, maybe should be playing in the Championship. Recently had um, a loan spell at Huddersfield Town that went down really, really well. Um, do you think that maybe he starts t- tomorrow against Peterborough? Do you think John Messina should throw him straight into that starting eleven, given Pompey's troubles would be maybe too much of an exaggeration, but certainly slight concerns going forward? Or do you think that maybe being a new signing, he should be slowly bred into the team? Um, I think he'll be slowly put into the team. Um, I think he might come on towards the end of the game, perhaps. I don't know how ready he is. Um, but I think there's other changes and other ways we can try and, uh, you know, get better at, at what we're doing attacking-wise because um, I, I just think there are other avenues to explore. And again, Peterborough is a very different game I think or, or could be a very different game to the games that we've uh, played so far so um, I think we hold off and if Andrew is needed then um, I'd ha- happily bring him on towards yeah. the end of the game um, but yeah I wouldn't risk him no. um, uh, starting him too soon and you've got about 30 seconds Sam a couple of hours of a transfer window remaining as a Pompey fan would you like to see any more incomings or we just be. I mean, I would, I would. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you always want one more. It, it wouldn't be a deadline day if you didn't hear some sort <laughs> of rumor. But I, I can't see anything else happening. Uh, I think Denver Hume. Hopefully, I, I hope for his sake that he gets a move because I, I don't want him to sort of waste his career away stuck stuck on our bench or, or not even making our squad. So I think that's the deal, which I think will happen. But I, I, obviously, obviously, you want something a little bit more. But. I'm pretty content with with the signings we've made so far. Sure. Right, score prediction then time. Steve, um, score prediction time then. Steve on Facebook's going for a one-all draw with Peterborough tomorrow. Um, Paul on the emails is also going for a one-all draw. And then we've also got um, Gav also uh, on Facebook there going for a 1-0 Pompey victory. Uh, not so many confident, really, in terms of score predictions there. Uh, Reese. Uh, but what, what are you going for, my friend? Quick score prediction, please. Um, I don't want it to be a draw, um, and I've got to remain optimistic, so I'm going to say 2-1 Pompey. 2-1 Pompey. Thank you very much, Reese Harding, for your contributions tonight. Sam Macy, what do you reckon, my friend? Uh, we'll go 1-0 Pompey, Colby Bishop. 1-0 Pompey, Colby Bishop. I'm going to go. I'd love to be optimistic and go for a victory, but I think it will be 17 games unbeaten in the league for Pompey. But I'm going to go for a two-all draw. Tino Andorin, I reckon, will get his first Pompey goal. Right, a big thank you to both Sam Macy and Rhys Harding for joining us here on the Footblower on Express FM. I'll be back on Monday night with the next instalment on the show. But Pompey Live returns this weekend, Saturday from 2 o'clock. Myself and Connor Mosley for the visit of Peterborough United. All the unmissable action. This is... 
Pompey Live. Pompey were dumped out of the Carabao Cup on Tuesday night at home to Peterborough. Padger Boyd steps up and scores into the bottom corner and Portsmouth are out of the League Cup. But revenge is sweet as Peterborough are back at Fratton Park next for round two of the double bill. Join us for all of the immissable action Saturday from two. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Round two of the double bill. Love it. Pompey versus Peterborough live here on 93.7 Express FM tomorrow from two o'clock. Three o'clock kickoff at Thratton Park for match day number six of the Blues League One campaign. Looking to remain unbeaten in the division this season and kick on and climb up the table. Getting the revenge, hopefully, on the posh from the midweek Carabao Cup exit at Fratton Park. Right, coming up here on Express FM this evening. Express Floor Fillers takes you right the way through from 7 through to 11 o'clock tonight, which is when Express Hits Remixed takes you through to the early hours of Saturday morning. Ian McGuinness will be waking you up with Express Breakfast from 8 o'clock with musical features. A look ahead to what's happening in around Pompey this weekend, together with the latest sport, travel and weather news throughout the morning as well. Lily Park returns with your guilty pleasures, a tiny quiz about the week's news and of course great songs between 11 and 2 o'clock tomorrow uh, morning slash afternoon tomorrow lunchtime we call it and then of course Pompey Live returns myself and Connor Mosley for the visit of Peterborough United in the league kickoff is 3 o'clock and if you're tuning in for that one then you need to tune in to 93.7 FM or DAB digital radio for the commentary as it will turn off online and on the app as well but until then Blues fans thank you for listening have a great rest of your Friday night take care and play at Pompey